Hey guys, it's Jake from Saints TV and you're listening to A Yank on the Footy. That one, year number four. It's A Yank on the Footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 228 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming from Sandusky, Ohio, and thanks for checking out this episode. This is the fourth of the 18 preview episodes for this year, and in just a moment, I'm going to be joined by Jake Bertone of Saints TV as we preview St. Kilda for 2023. Now, don't forget that if you are interested in getting your club having a shout-out, a local club, a shout-out during an upcoming episode, shoot me a note over on my website, yankonthefooty.com. Reach out to yankonthefootygmail.com. You can find me on all my different socials, uh, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. You can look for my name, Craig Wessels, or Yank on the Footy or Yank on the Footy Podcast. You'll find it there. All of those links are also in the show notes. I love being able to give out uh, these shout-outs to the local clubs. Helps me learn the geography of the game and where things are in relationship to other things. And also lets me dig into the history and learn a little bit about this club and what this club means to the community that it's part of. Now, today's club of the episode, and this is the one that Jake recommended that I give a shout-out to, they are the South Yarra Football and Netball Club, and the Lions were founded back in 1967. Now, their uh, men's side won the senior premiership back in 2019 in the Southern Football and Netball League, and they have begun training for 2023, and uh, the women's club, uh, based upon what I saw on their social media, they are training, and that is happening on Mondays and Thursdays at Lee Park on Baldwin Road, and that begins at 6.30 each evening. So if you're looking to get involved in footy and you're in that region and that part of the uh, the suburbs there, go ahead and uh, head out to practice there and give it a shot. And uh, John Allenson is going to be leading the women's club for the Lions in 2023, and I wish the Lions at every level the absolute best of luck in both footy and in netball going into 2023. Now let's go ahead and jump into my chat with Jake Pertone from Saints TV. Had a lot of laughs here. Uh, Jake does a fantastic job with his show. Is really on the pulse of what's happening with the club, getting out to the uh, the grounds to check things out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my guest for our Saints preview is uh, the host of Saints TV. Uh, it was a bit of a forgotten deja vu on my part as I reached out to him twice in the span of a couple of weeks to appear on the podcast, and I'm going to chalk that up uh to my advanced age, but I'm absolutely thrilled that uh, Jake Pertone got up this morning. Uh, and Jake, welcome, man. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on. This is a very unique experience. First podcast I've done that's uh, overseas, so very excited to get up early and have a chat with you. I appreciate it. I I'm, I, I have everything, you know, decked out in, uh, well, in cat's gear, but I mean, it's, it's yeah. trying to look as home as, pos- home as possible. Of course, I do have... I saw that. Well, now, I will <laughs> let you know. That. You're not a big fan? No, no, I'm oh. I'm a big fan. Okay, yeah. I have I got introduced to it in June of 2021. So less than 18 months ago. Mm. I have go, I have gone through that is jar number 18 for me since then. That's yeah. absolutely that's love very it. Very good. Absolutely yeah. love this stuff. Yes. Uh Vegemite for those of you who are wondering, but I'm sure you probably have figured that out already. But uh Jake, I am thrilled that you're you're here. Uh the the Saints last year started off so well, 
and yeah. you, you you know i think you started having some some you let some maybe some good thoughts creep in and then the wheels started to wobble a little bit and and you guys i i went back and looked at your your the fixture from last year mm. and i guess i had to refresh my my mind on it those last three rounds that they had for you turned out to be yeah. just an absolute gauntlet because you had three of the four final four clubs in the finals yeah, there much. with the, the cats lions and swans i mean the two grand finalists yeah were yeah. there and it just was a it was a gauntlet to try to run through um and it's uh looking back at 2022 what 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 do you take from the year before we head into 2023 um what do I take? There's a lot of good development from some youngsters that I took from it. That's always what a lot of um, any supporter of a team that doesn't quite make finals. Um, usually I'd say nine times out of 10 there, their main takeaway from the year was a development of a player or something that wasn't necessarily linked to the win loss ratio. Mm-hmm. And so from my perspective, like Marcus Winhager's development, uh, Mitch Owens debuting, um, you know, there's the resurgence of our backline being a bit more stern than what it has in the last couple of years. That was one thing I took away is that despite not making finals and, and losing some games in the second half of the year, our backline was, it stood up the whole season. It, it stood up every single week. There wasn't mm-hmm. a week where they were the, the back six was the main issue. It was midfield pressure and then converting going forward. There was a lot of games where the backline would do a lot of work, a lot of work. The ball goes up the other end of the field. We miss 10 shots in a row in front of goal that we should kick eight times out of 10. Mm-hmm. And then we lose the game by 20 points. And you wonder, you know, what, what could have been the difference if we'd kick straight. So um, there was a few things to take away, but obviously, as you alluded to, there was probably more negative things to take away, which is a good thing. Nothing papered over the cracks. No. It was all there to see in that yeah. second half of the and year. It, and- it was kind of the ultimate break even year because, you know, you finished mm. 11, 11 and a percentage of 99.3. I mean, you, it was just, it was, it's kind of like. Middle of the road. Things. Yeah, exactly. Middle of the road. And still, you know, just, you know, basically, you know, a game and like nine percentage points out of finals and still almost there. And, you know, as, as mm. I mentioned to you, you know, before we started recording, when I actually hit the recording button uh, that, uh, that the, uh, you guys ended up with a gauntlet to run at the end of the season, which was just, you know, I, I wouldn't wish that on any club. Yeah. We did, we did have the, probably the toughest draw statistically, Mm -hmm. um, which is odd because the year before that we finished 11th or something. So usually it's the top teams that get the trickier draws based on their performance the previous year. And um, we seem to cop the hard one, but I'm always, I never use that as an excuse. I always want, the big games. I want to mm-hmm. see how we go against the best team. So I'm happy when we played Geelong twice, Brisbane twice, Sydney twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it shows us where we're at. And if we lose those games, well, there's a lot of work to do. And if we pinch a few of those games and look all right, then again, there's there's some signs there. So we learned a lot from those games and whatever eventuated in the off season that we'll talk about, I think there was a lot from those games that would have, you know, been talked about to make that decision. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, looking back at 2022 also, you know, you, you changed senior coaches and, you know, I, I've, I've been following the game since 2016 and it, and 
I, I, that might be the most, that might be the event that I was the most shocked by. And I'd have to make a mm. list because I, I didn't, I, I didn't see that happening. And, you know, they just had signed him to an extension and, yeah. and, and, and then he's gone. And I, and I, and I, I wonder what your thought is. I know Ross Lyon is coming in and, you know, he's a, he's a very much a proven coach and Brett Ratton was mm. as well, but uh, how did you, how do you think, you know, looking back at it, how Ratton was dealt with, I don't want to say treated necessarily, but how was he dealt with yeah. at the end of the season? Do you think? Um, well, we knew that uh, in my opinion, I, I kind of had a feeling that if we didn't make finals, there was going to be a serious sort of, I guess, uh, review of the footy club. And that's mm-hmm. what happened. Right. They right. announced that. They said, we're going to have an external review, even though a lot of internal people were involved in the external review, which was um, a bit confusing. But they had that review and I thought we'd maybe give him another year uh, with some new coaches under him, you know, some new line coaches, forward coaches, mid back line coaches, get Lenny Hayes back like we did, he was still around when we got Lenny. So I thought, okay, there's a bit of a bit of a transition here. Maybe he needs some better support. You know, mm-hmm. other coaches have done that where they've struggled, but then like Richmond, they've given Hardwick another year, given him a chance to hire some new coaches, new right, game right. plan, and then well they win them. premierships. Exactly yeah. right. I thought that's what would happen. Well, I thought we'll sack a few other coaches under Rats and then mm-hmm. we'll keep Rats on and give him one more year to prove himself. I didn't think we'd go right to the top. Right. Did you find it a little interesting that, you know, that one of the people doing the review was somebody who had been let go himself earlier in the year in David Noble? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, not, well, I was initially, but then when I started doing a bit more research about David Noble and his mm-hmm. successes at other clubs that he's worked at, where he's been um, outside of his, you know, short stint at North Melbourne, he right. had some success at other clubs and he's got a lot of experience in that sort of upper management mm-hmm. um, part of football, not necessarily as a senior coach. So I kind of tried to avoid looking at his record at North because yeah. there's more to it. Right, that's true. Um, that's a fair point. Yeah. yeah he he'd been a pre been a pretty successful assistant at Brisbane, correct. if I'm not mistaken, you know, yeah, he's been, he'd been yeah. around yeah, at yeah. some good clubs. So I thought, okay, he could use that. Mm-hmm. And I liked his approach anyway at North, despite them not winning. I loved that he was a bit more tough love. He was really focused on the fundamentals of football, kind of like a Ross Lyon, just mm-hmm. didn't quite get the time, I guess, to, or maybe he didn't have the list, who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, then I was sitting on the couch, 1030 at night, just get a few DMs in Instagram and saw that rats were sacked. And I'd, Literally did not know what to think. I could not, I thought it was just, I, I could, I like right now, even when I think about it, it's like, really? That's what they did. I was so yeah. surprised. I thought that's stuff that other clubs do, not us. <laughs> but, but then when I look at, you look at our history, it's like, nah, we, we tend to do that a little bit as well. We, we do sack our coaches. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah. and yeah, that's, and there are, there are supporters of other clubs right now listening to this that are nodding their head in agreement listening yeah. to this episode going yeah of course St. Kilda <laughs> does that yeah we I'm not going to be that person that does that but other folks are doing that so yeah the thing that I was shocked by and I, I guess I had never picked up on this was the the fact that, that the club doesn't necessarily have to honor the entirety yeah. of the contract that they signed to him signed Correct. him to which I which I think that is you know as I think that is a bit of a a, a travesty you know, hmm. because, you know, here, here he is, you know, in good faith committed to, I think it was like three more years and he, he's going to get paid basically six months. 
uh, yeah. is what it was of, of that contract. Mm-hmm. You know, he may have, you know, and again, I mentioned this in a previous episode, he may have made financial commitments in his life based upon that three-year contract. And I don't know for a fact that he did, but he may very well have done things that are going to, mm-hmm. you know, okay, well, this, this is, this is going to be, you know, part of my income for the next three years. I can do these kinds of things. And I just, yeah, that, that, that is something that, ha- you know, here in the U S that if you're signed to a contract, you know, as a coach, that sort of thing, you're, you're getting paid that contract. If you get fired, you know, from job one and you get hired at job two, well, job, if job, if you were getting paid, for example, the guy that was the Carolina Panthers coach, he, he signed a hmm. contract for like $60 million for, for six years. He got fired one year into it. So they owed him like $54 million. Whoa. So yeah, he, he got hired to coach back at the college level. So if they signed him for say $8 million a year, the NFL team doesn't have to pay him those eight, but they still have to pay him the other two of each of those outstanding years yet mm, because he had okay. signed that contract. So it's just, it's, yeah. you know, I just thought that the, I didn't realize that they did that to the coaches that they kind of just pulled the rug under, out from underneath them. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that like rats would have known the situation. Mm-hmm. You don't sign a contract and not know that that's a possibility. Well, true, I true. Think... That That's a good point. Yes. He, he knows that, that that's the way he that knows works, that's but, a chance. Yeah. yeah. But that was, yeah, that was my naivete not knowing that, but I just, it's yeah. just, it's, I, I, I just thought that was kind of questionable. So, so 2022 is over. We've, we mm. moved back to Ross Lyon. <laughs> Are you excited? Very. Okay. Okay. Yeah, very excited. Good deal. Um, Good deal. What, what has you the most excited about him? I feel like, I mean, We've been middle of the road for probably the last 10 years mm-hmm. since, since Ross Lyon. We've been all right. We'll, we, we'll win a few decent games. We'll lose a bunch of them. We'll scrape 9th, 10th, 11th, not be really that important or relevant, not talked about in any serious way. It's kind of, that's rinse and repeat. That's what it's been like for 10 years. Makes sense. Ross Lyon gives us relevance and it's his approach to football that I love the most. He's ruthless. He's the way that he talks to players and he instructs them at training is completely different to Brett Rand. I've been at training a few times already and already mm-hmm. seeing the vibe of uh, the playing group and how they're approaching their football. And the fact that a lot of them came back to training months early, you know, literally days after Ross was signed up, they're all back okay. at training, like in the gym. Um, I think we've had too many excuses over the last 10 years of not making finals, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, too many players that have had potential and could have been something and they just didn't put in the time, didn't put in the effort. They weren't pushed hard enough and they didn't know what club they were playing for. Like St Kilda has got a rich history despite only winning one flag. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like a lot of players that play at the club don't necessarily know that. They don't necessarily know the magnitude of winning that second flag and becoming you know, a hero of the footy club and right, Ross right. Lyon, Ross Lyon's a Saints fan. He, he mm-hmm. coached a Fremantle, but he's a Saints man. He's always loved the Saints. Even when he was doing his media work on footy classified, which I loved his approach, you know, right. even on the Sunday footy show, his analysis, triple M, he's got a footy brain and he's watched footy for a long time. And I know some people have been a bit skeptical, at, you know, not just the way that he left last time we had him, so there's already a big portion of Saints fans that don't like him because, oh, well, he left us in 2011, 2012 for more money, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. We don't like him anymore. And then other people think that he'll just come in and 
reassert that old school defensive game plan that was so successful in 09 and 10. Right. That, I was going to ask so, you about that. Cause you know, cause he was, he was kind of, from what I was gathering, you know, the first few years mm-hmm. I was watching the game when he was in Fremantle, Fremantle, you know, would seem to do a great job of, of choking off the defensive 50, yeah. but yeah. didn't always do a whole lot at the other, at the other end of the ground. Yeah. Well, so. that's true. And I mean, they did make a grand final and they probably should have won that grand final. If you watch yeah. it back, like it's people forget they played Hawthorne, probably the greatest team, one of the greatest teams in history at that mm-hmm. time, winning three grand finals in a row, making right, four in right. a row, whatever it was, they should have won that game. And to be fair, we should have won in 09 and we could have won in 2010. It would have been lucky, but 09 was the one that we should have won and mm-hmm. been comfortably ahead at halftime. Um, Ross Lyons, I think a lot of people have a bit of a misconception about Ross Lyons defensive sort of game plan. I mean, in 08, I think in 09 and 10 in particular, we were top four for defense, but top four for attack as well. Okay. If you take the 09-10 St. Kilda team and put them into 2022, a year that the Cats dominated, mm-hmm. your boys dominated, we would have been ranked number one for defense and number one for attack. Wow. So wow. it just puts it into perspective that mm-hmm. that team wasn't that defensive. It was good defensively, but it could kick a lot of goals. So They, they knew think, how to turn um, it around and get it back up the ground then. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's something we haven't done since then. So um, <laughs> I think that... Ross Lyons, he's not going to be naive about this. He knows that football's changed. He knows that he needs to adapt as a mm-hmm. coach, but also uh, strategically. And he's already said that we're going to play fast. We're going to play very, very fast football. And that's something that you'd never expect Ross Lyons to say. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. Cause he, and, and, and he was a lot of fun to, to watch on the, 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 the yeah. TV shows because he was very, he was very pragmatic and he was very direct. He, you know, he's, yeah. he, he, he doesn't seem to be somebody that ever really sugarcoats things that he's just, he's, he's telling you as it is, and you may not like it, but I'm telling to you anyway. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's very good with the media. He handles the media very well. He doesn't get sucked into any sort of mind games, um, <laughs> which is great. Although I think he does like to play mind games himself, which is good. Um, but he's, yeah, I think even just his press conferences next year or this year, they're going to be a lot of fun to watch whether we win or lose. Right. Um, just the way that he speaks about football is completely different to any of the other coaches that I've watched recently. Well, and it should um, be it should be unique because, you know, him having had these last few years being part of the media himself. Yeah, he understands so, yeah, how, that, so, how that works, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. So yeah. he's he's going to I think he's going to be, you know, the the uh, you know, the cat playing with the mouse quite a bit in a lot of these case in a lot of these press conferences and such. So he's going to. I know yeah. where you're going with this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm going to be definitely watching his press conferences just to, just to cut up little highlight reels every week and mm-hmm. put it on my channel just so you can there watch, you watch you uh, Ross in action. Yeah. So what is, as far as 2023 goes, what, you know, you start out your first five, you've got Fremantle, interestingly enough, uh, the Bulldogs, Essendon, Gold Coast, and Collingwood. So, it's kind of a bit of a mixed bag in terms of, of the start to the year. You know, you got, you know, you got yeah. a couple of clubs that played finals last year, you know, three of them and, and, you know, S&M was a bit of an enigma, you know, probably right up there with St. Kilda last year. Yep. Um, and, you know, Gold Coast, you know, they, they're, they seem to be on the cusp, you know, yep. so it's, and, and it's, it's, it's not the easiest of first five games, but I don't think it's the most difficult either. 
Mm. But, uh, so yeah, it's what, a good balance. Yeah. So what are, what are, what are you looking for? What are your expectations for 2023? And what what is a successful 23 going to look like for you? That's a very good question and a very difficult question because I would easily just say making finals is is a pass mark for me. But that was with rats. Mm-hmm. Making finals was. That was the bare minimum with Rats if, it, if he was still the coach. Mm-hmm. But because it's Ross Lyon, because he's got to get to know these players, he's got to stamp his authority on the team, he's got to get us humming in a new style, new game plan. Players might play in a different position that they've never played before in their career. Um, there might be some teething issues, but that's that's one side of the argument. The other is new, coach, new coaches can come in and just change a club immediately. Yeah, and I would not sure. be surprised if we look a completely different team come round one next year and we play a very different way that gets us results early. So for me, pass mark, my heart says finals and my head says just a new just a new brand of football, just a new competitive brand of football. We don't want to be made fun of. We don't want to get spanked by the cats every every time we play you. We don't... You know, there's ways of going about football and we just want to rock up to Marvel every week and see a competitive, you know, 23 run out and 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 play a good brand of footy. And whether that gets us wins is another thing, but I think it's all about, you, you can sense when a team switched on, right? Like when you mm-hmm. watch the catch, you know, all right, we're on today. Yeah. We're, we're, we're either going to be very close to winning or we'll get the job done. And either way, if we don't win, I'm still going to be enjoying this game, right? Because you know, oh, you're getting the most Absolutely. out of the players. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's true. So with Ross, there's so many games, or with, with Rats, so many games this year where by 10 minutes into the game, you're like, these boys have, like, they haven't turned up. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not here. They're not switched on. They don't want to play this game. It's like they're not interested, you know? And that's 10 minutes into a game when the game's on the line. So I don't want to be feeling that at any point right, right. in 2023. And yeah, that's, and if, if that doesn't happen, I think you've got a chance to be competitive with everybody. Um, So besides the new senior coach and he might've been the answer to this, but who are you the most excited about this year? Who, who on the list has got you the most stoked and ready to to say, I can't wait to see him out there. Oh, Jesus, a few. I mean, Marcus Winhagen one. That's fine. Sure. Max King would be one, but he's injured for the first five rounds or so. Right. Um, but Max King will always be in my top two, probably most excited to watch in his career because he's an absolute, he's going to be hopefully a superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, but Marcus Winhager would definitely be one. He's probably, tra- he's probably number one for like, his performances at training so far. He looks like he's put a f- few kilos on. Um He's part of our academy, and I think he was the player that Geelong actually bid on at the draft, and we had to match that bid. So that shows, I guess, how highly regarded Marcus Winhager was um, in the St Kilda Academy that a club like the Cats wanted him. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, we could bid on him and, and take him, which was good. Um, and then Hunter Clark's an interesting one as well. I think he's had a run, run with luck, obviously broken jaw, a couple of concussions along the way in the last two years, pick eight. I think in the 2018 draft. Um, now we've got Lenny Hayes as the midfield coach. We've got Robert Harvey as well, two brilliant midfielders in their own right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they could definitely teach Hunter Clark and our midfield a thing or two. And 
hopefully that means we see the best of him this year. So I'd say Hunter Clark as well. Okay. Now what, what concerns do you have? What, what are you worried about going into this year and thinking, okay, I'm, I'm, if this happens, Mm. this is not good news. Yeah. Well, I, every preseason, at least the concern is don't get any injuries. Don't right, get any right. injuries. And, and you have one. And we've already got two pretty oh, important Yeah, ones. you do have a two. I was going to mention the other one too with uh, with Jack Hayes. Yeah. 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 So it's what annoying hard, what because- What a hard luck case there. Oh, absolutely. Because he, he started the year so well last year. He was a mm-hmm. new cult hero. You know? Yeah. yeah. Out of nowhere, we're like, geez, Jack Hayes, how good is this guy? You know? <laughs> um, couldn't believe it. And then obviously he does his Achilles, I think in round five or round six- He's out for pretty much the entire season. And then only, I think this week, he was really scheduled to get back into full training. And then he goes and he does his broken bone in his foot. foot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And now he's out for 10 weeks. So he'll probably return when Max King returns, which is fine. It's just a bit disappointing that they're two players that play in a similar position, two Mm -hmm. talls. Right, right. Jack Hayes was my replacement for King in the full forward position in round one, round two. Now he's gone. So (laughs) we just need a shuffle around what we can do but injuries is always a concern for me because we always seem to cop it at the worst time to the worst players um and then on top of that i guess every saints fans concern would be is this going to work he's getting rats and all the you know the old boys robert harvey lenny getting all these guys back is it going to work yeah because if it doesn't where do we go from there like what do you do we've literally this is this is the holy grail. Like we've put everything into this. That's you know, we're true. not we're not we're not doing this to finish eighth and lose an elimination final. Mm-hmm. You get people like Ross, Lenny, Harvey. You invest this much back into the team that, like, in the next three to four years, they want to be up there. They right. want to be competing. They're not doing right. this for any other reason. Yeah, know? absolutely. A, I mean, this was a this is I, you know, I think you could say this is maybe as a a high. Yeah. High risk, high is reward. You high, say? Yeah, I, I was gonna say, is it high risk? Because I mean, you know, you've. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's a high reward, certainly. Yeah, like Ross has proven. Like right, if we absolutely if if we weren't St Kilda, and Ross hadn't coached us before, but we had sacked our coach, and Ross was available, of course you'd be looking at him. Do you know right. what I mean? Right. I think it's people add the risk because they then associate Ross and St Kilda with the past and what happened. 10 years ago and think, oh, here we go. It's going to happen again. Yeah, now He's going to leave. He's going to get angry because they don't win a flag and then he'll bail and it'll repeat itself. But that's that's not really how life works. It doesn't I mean, just repeat itself. Yeah. I mean, you know, high risk would be doing something like, you know, I coached high school football for four years and coached baseball for about 15 years. And if I changed my name to Ted Lasso and you guys decided to hire me as a senior coach and move me over there, that would be the that's, high risk. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> Ted Lasso is the epitome of high risk, high reward. So also can't wait for season two, three or whenever that comes out, I, it needs to hurry up. Cause it's amazing. I, I, ha- but, I have not watched it yet, but I know the premise. Oh, really? It. Yeah. I've not watched it before. I'm amazed. Yeah, you would uh, love it. Yeah. I, I think I would. It's, it's uh it seems to be kind of like one of those fish out of water things. It's kind of like the, uh, there was a show. Did you ever see the series? Uh, you may be too young for arrested development. No, I've, I've uh, I'm not like an avid watcher of it, but okay. I have watched it. Yeah. But there, there's one of the, one of the actors, David Cross did a series um, where the, it, it was a series called the incredibly poor decisions of Todd Margaret. 
Mm-hmm. And and he was he was an American guy who got hired by this company to go sell this new North Korean energy drink in in the UK <laughs> in the UK. And he just kept everything, you know, he moved, you know, he moves kind of like the Ted Lasso character goes to the UK and such and everything that he I think he goes to the UK, I believe. Yeah. And everything that he does, he continually screws things up more and more in his life. <laughs> uh, and it's just and it very just very funny show but it just it's um yeah that would be that would be a dumb move to to have me yeah yeah i was i just thought that i'd make that reference there because i would certainly yeah, be no. a, a high risk it'd be you know be i think even you know having somebody who you know yeah I, okay well we're not it's not it's not feasible that's going to happen so we'll just move on mm. past that because well, yeah in in my yeah. opinion like we we've tried that our last three coaches have been coaches that apart from rats really were new coaches unproven Mm-hmm. We had we had um, Scott Waters for a couple of years, or like that just didn't work out. Then we had Alan Richardson, who for maybe a year was all right, right but unproven right. nonetheless. And then he now he's at Melbourne, and he's obviously won a flag there as an assistant. Right. Um, and then we got Brett Ratton and gave him a second chance. So our yeah, last three coaches yeah, have been Ratton's coaches. Six years with Carlton, yeah. Correct. And and to be fair, when we got Rats, I thought. We're going to play some exciting football here. We're going to play mm-hmm. some fast football. It's going to be free. There's going to be a lot of, I guess, fluidity with the way we play. And that was true for the most part. But I think, it, you know, it comes a point where I, I, you want the players to kind of respect the coach and be a little bit afraid of the coach. And I just thought that that didn't quite translate with Rats. That's just his style. That's nothing against him. Right. Um, I think that might be different now. Yeah, it's very different now. Yeah, uh, already hearing reports of training, and even um, I mentioned on one of my training update videos on my channel the other day that um, there was a passage of play at training last week, and there was one thing that didn't happen that Ross wanted to happen. Someone was out of position, uh-huh. and he, he he blew the whistle, told everyone to stand exactly where they were on the field, yeah, so that he could walk right over to whoever was out of position and make it just more of a vis, uh, I guess, a visible. Right, um, right. review of what happened and goes you yeah. should be there you weren't why mm-hmm. so everyone understands like where they need to be and when and that was not something that we ever did at training under rats okay ever okay um so there's a lot of changes so i'm i'm excited about that but yeah i think we we're talking about um worries and yeah um yeah that would be top of my list is that now, things do- just don't work out do you think that under under rats that that would have happened on video in the video room after after training where they might have said you know you needed to be here rather than maybe putting that person possibly. on the spot in front of the group possibly and okay. maybe yeah maybe that would have been i mean i'd like to think so because that's yeah. i mean that's the coach of it that's the job yeah, of the absolutely. coach right absolutely, you can't just yeah. you can't just talk about the good stuff you gotta it's more important to me to to really call out the bad stuff and mm-hmm. um you know there were they the club did post videos um during the season not every week but some weeks where we'd lose and they'd film um i guess the the footage of rats talking to the team after a game okay um and i always found that a bit like potentially counterproductive because is rats really going to rip into the players when the cameras are on and the fans are going to see it i don't know that's a good point yeah that's a good point you might have toned it down so we've stopped doing that i know rats uh, ross Lyon will definitely not want a camera in his face when he's talking to the boys it'll be full you know in the saints bubble again um but yeah, I think 
It's it's a a change that we needed. So as much as it was pretty devastating to hear that Rats was sacked, it's good to hear that he's back. He's back at Hawthorne or North. Oh, he's back at North now, I think. I think so. Yeah, with, think with uh, Clarko. So yeah, that's good. Clarko. Yeah. But it's the first time in a long time that I, after dissecting the decision, I thought the club's got. I mean, I don't know if I can say this, but I was like, the club's got some balls to do this. Like you can say, finally, you can say the balls. Yeah. Finally, you know, we've we're just we've we've been in the shadows. We've been too afraid to make a risky decision that could benefit the club and. As much as it hurts rats, the club is bigger than rats, right? Yeah, the club is yeah, bigger absolutely. than the coach. Absolutely. So you're going to put the club first. And for oh. once, the administration has said, sorry, the club's first. We mm-hmm. need to make a change. Yeah, that makes, and it, 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 makes sense. Yeah. And it's our 150th anniversary this year. So it's a fitting time to really okay. get to get these changes sorted. Okay. So, you know, you, you may have mentioned them already, but who, who do you see... Uh, yeah, and there are a few openings in the 22 this year. Who do you see pushing your way into the 22 who, or I guess technically yeah. the 23 now, who uh, haven't been stalwarts or showing up on that board week in and week out? Who's going to be there that now that Ooh. hasn't typically been there? That's a very good question again, because that's been an issue for a while is that depth, mm-hmm. you know, players putting pressure. So players at VFL putting pressure on players in the AFL team. That hasn't been a thing we've had for a, a while. Um, but now we've got players like even Jack Billings, or I can't tell you for a fact that he will play round one. He will get selected. He could play mm-hmm. at VFL for a lot of the portion of the year. And he's a player that under previous coaches would have been first picked or second picked on a wing or the forward flank, right? right but with right. Ross, you don't know. Um, but a player that could break in. I mean, I, I love Cooper Sharman, and I think he's got huge potential. And I think now with the likes of King and Jack Hayes injured, mm-hmm. we're going to need someone that's capable of leading, marking, and most importantly, kicking straight in front of goal. And that's something that Cooper Sharman does probably better than any of our forwards when he does play. Yeah. And, and I know, I don't know if you remember, but he, he was a key factor when we beat the Cats earlier in 2022 mm-hmm. when he played on Tom Stewart and kept him quiet. Yeah. He helped yeah. kind of take him away from Max King mm-hmm. and then we won the game. So he's, he's able to play sort of that more defensive forward role. But I think with our injuries, I'd love to see him come in and play more of an out and out sort of forward role. I think he's very capable of doing that. Well, I think the, you know, the, the, you know, the first few, at least the first few rounds, there's an opportunity for that, especially with, you know, with Hayes sure. and King out, you certainly have, you have a need right there at this point in time. Big and time. then, and then you've also got, you know, a, a, a gaping hole, in your ruck position with the retirement of Patty Ryder. That's it. That's another you know, one we don't talk about, but that's very, very critical. Ron yeah. Marshall's he's got to have a big year now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, to be fair, Ro has been pretty good for the last four or five years. He's right, right. one of my favorite players. I think he's very underrated as a ruck. I think people talk about, um, you know, obviously Sean Darcy and a few other rucks going around Gorn. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, who's the other Melbourne ruck that went to Frio? Uh, what was his name again? Um, uh, Luke Jackson. Luke Jackson. People yeah. talk about Luke Jackson, but I think Rowe's been as good as Luke Jackson. Luke Jackson's yeah. just got a premiership, and that always, for some reason, that helps. makes the player better than any other player on the planet, right? Um, it's like when I argue with my Brisbane friend, he talks about Jonathan Brown being better than Nick Rewalt. Mm-hmm. I think Nick Rewalt's the better player. Jonathan Brown's just got some flags. Yes. That's yeah. that's how I see it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I 
Um, I think he's he's primed to have a big year. Um, hopefully get into the leadership group as well. Um, we might play one ruck. It's an issue if you want to play two rucks. Right, right. Yeah, but most right. teams don't. You know, most teams yeah. don't. We did because we could and because they mm-hmm. both were. You can't leave one out, can you? If it's Paddy Ryder and Ron Marshall, you have to play both. Yeah. And then they um, float around. They float around a little bit if they're both out there. Yeah. They certainly yeah. could slide one up. Um, but Roe could well find himself playing more forward in the first couple of weeks anyway. He's, mm-hmm. He was drafted as a forward and we've got Tom Campbell, who's, you know, he's, he's a standard ruck. He's nothing special, but he can come in and, and do a job in the first two or three weeks. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, you got, you know, I know Dan Hanneberry was, you know, was not the healthiest while he was there, but he, he missed a lot mm. of time still, but you know, yeah. Jaron Gary having stepped away from the game as well. So you've got some veterans, you know, who have left, who have, you know, opened up some spots. And I, you know, I was looking through your list, you know, you, you have mm. nine players on the list might actually be 10 that, that, that have yet to play a senior game. Um, yeah. You know, so it's, it's a young side. Most Very certainly. Young. And it certainly got younger with, you know, Patty Ryder retiring, you know, kind of like the, the cats with Selwood retiring, you know, they, they got younger and still managed to stay the oldest team in the, in the comp. I, I know you, you've yeah. dropped from average of 36.5 <laughs> to 35 now. So you're edging, edging younger and younger every year. You got to be careful now. Yeah. So I'll be able yeah. to have a drink soon. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Watch out for that puberty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, when you, when you, when you're yelling out on the ground, right. And your voice changes, it's natural. Let it go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, Max King had a ton of shots on goal last year. Yes. You know, well, and, and the ones that he scored on, there were 93 total, you know, 52 goals, 41 behinds. Hmm. That's got to get cleaned up a little bit, doesn't it? to benefit the club. I mean, you've got to, you know, maybe take yeah. at least a third of those behinds and, and move them over into the, the, the first number there, you know, mm. which would definitely help the club, I would think. Absolutely. I mean, it was his, his biggest goal return in his career, 52 goals, I think mm-hmm. it was. So um, on that front, that was good. But yeah, there was a lot of games where I think it was the game in Cairns where um, we lost to Port Adelaide by a point, thanks to Robbie Gray again destroying us in the last minute and kicking a goal. It's what he loves to do against us. Now he's retired. Thank God. Right. right. No more Robbie Gray breaking hearts at the end of the game. But I think that was the day that King kicked one goal six. And it was like, and I think he did it against the cats in 2021 for memory at Marvel. He kicked one goal five and we lost by about 20 odd points. Mm -hmm. Probably should have won that game with the amount of shots that King had, Yeah, but he missed them. And um, I mean, it's still he's still in his fourth or fifth season. Right, right. Still got a lot to learn. There's games where he yeah. kicks six straight. Like I've yeah. seen him kick six straight in games. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's necessarily going to change too much. I think there are games where he's pushing up the ground a lot, trying to be that Nick Rewalt esque player where he's right. trying to push right. up, push back, push up. He's covering the ground more than anyone. And then he has to take a shot from 50, 55. And we wonder why he shanks it it's like because he's gassed he's running all day makes sense yeah yeah i want king in the goal square not moving Mm -hmm. you know i want him leading out of the goal square so he's he's not really leaving the 50 that's my preference right right no one's going to be like nick rewalt so just because he wears the number 12 doesn't mean he has to play like him you know i think that's something we need to start to understand um but you're right yeah Every forward obviously needs to have more goals and points. Yeah. So yeah. that's 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 obviously he would would be his his goal. And up until his injury at training recently, that's all he was doing at training. He wasn't mm-hmm. getting too involved in much of the 
other aspects of training, he was really just doing laps and taking 60, 70 shots a goal every session. Yeah. Which was obviously a real focus this year to, to fix that. Okay. So what is your, you know, if you're hypothesizing here and making a prediction, <clears throat> what is your bold prediction for the club in 2023? Bold prediction. Would there be anything bolder than saying we'll make a prelim? I guess the only thing I could say on top of that is, yeah, make a grand final. But that to (laughs) me, there's bold and then there's overly ambitious. And that's overly ambitious. So kind of like like space balls where they say, you know, turn the the, 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 the rocket ship up to ludicrous speed. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. That's exactly what I'd be doing if I said that. So I want to avoid that. I don't want to seem like I'm too biased. Okay. Um, but look at Collingwood. Look at the transition. Oh, yeah, Collingwood. yeah. There is no reason why we can't do something similar. Mm-hmm. No reason. I mean, you look at their list. Like, I, I get it. A couple of years ago, I said that, you know, Melbourne won a flag out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. We can do it. And then you look at it a bit more and you think, look at Melbourne's midfield. Look at Petrarca. They've got probably future Brownlow medalists, multiple in that midfield right, alone. right. Yeah. They've got Gorn, they've got Jackson, they've got May and Lever down back. You can't mm-hmm. stop those two. Quite and then the forward line, yeah. exactly right. You've got a very efficient forward line that kicks goals. Bailey Fritch kicks right. three or four a week. They've yeah. got Cozzy Pickett. On paper, they are much, much better than St Kilda. But if mm-hmm. I look at Collingwood, and even this year making a prelim, and they should have won it, looking at that lineup, I don't think ours is too much worse than that mm-hmm. than theirs. I think our midfield isn't far off theirs. They've got an aging midfield. I think ours is younger. I think our forward line's better. Yeah. They don't even have a dedicated full forward. They have right, Meyer right. check. Yeah. You know? I, I'm, um, a, I'm a big Meyer He's very good. I, I, would, I, I, would, I rate him. I would yeah. love to have – I don't I, – I would love to have him on my club, you know, because he, I, I've always called him like a Swiss army knife because he does everything yeah, pr- pretty okay. Yeah. That's stu- not stupendous, but he, 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 he's not going to embarrass the club wherever you put him on on the ground. He's going to do a nice job for you. He's the ultimate team player. Whatever yeah, you yeah. need as a coach, yeah. he, he'd be the first player that I'd go to and go, mate, can you do this? Can you help us? Right. He would do it with it, you know, a second. So I think their back line is slightly better than us. Obviously they've got um, Darcy Moore, mm-hmm. who's excellent. I rate him very, very highly. And I wanted him at the club desperately a couple of years ago when I think his contract was up in the air, but he signed on now, I think. So they've locked him away. Um, but I think overall you look at it and you think it's more the way they play. It's mm-hmm. not so much the individuals. They don't rely on a Buddy Franklin. They don't rely on, I don't know, Tom Hawkins to kick five every week to win a right, game. right. Like they won those close games this year because they just continually played at a certain level in a certain way for an extended period of time. And they didn't deviate away from that. That's what good clubs do. Mm -hmm. Um, And we don't do that. When we're playing well, it's all good. And then something happens. The opposition kicks a couple of quick goals. We stop playing the way we've been playing that whole game and then we lose. Whereas Collingwood, it's very much, we know this is going to work eventually. Mm Mm-hmm. Even if the opposition's got a bit of a run on here, let's just keep playing the way we've trained to play. Because at the end of the day, that's the way we're going to give ourselves the best chance of winning. Yeah, And I really respect that about Collingwood. So um, to me, I look at them and think we could do anything. Yeah. Yeah. That makes, that's, that makes complete sense. So you've made your bold prediction. Yeah. Now let's, let's, you know, 
and I'm not saying that's not going to happen, but let's, you know, let's temper our expectations for a moment. The round 24, since we're playing 23 games this year, round 24 has happened. The finals have happened. Whenever yep. St. Kilda plays their final game of the year, what is the newspaper headline about St. Kilda going to say? Oh, um, I'd like to say it was um, Lion Slayer. So we've just beaten Brisbane in a, in a big game. I think we play Brisbane in round 24, round 23, actually. So this is actually okay. very fitting. You might want to check that. It might be Brisbane or it's, I think it's Brisbane at the Gabba. Yeah, you you finish off but with Brisbane. Last four rounds, Carlton, Richmond, Geelong, Brisbane. That is enormous. But I'm right. It is Brisbane <laughs> yes. in the last yes. game. So Lion Gabba, yeah. Slayer, saying yeah. Lion Slayer, that game. All right, let's fast forward. We need to beat Brisbane at the Gabba to secure a chance in the top eight while Brisbane need to win that game to secure top four. Okay. That's how it's going to be. And okay. we're going to get over the line by under five points. And the back page is going to be lion slayer saints make finals and then game over. Here okay. we go. All right. There's That's a bit of good. A- <laughs> I think good. I've backed up my bold prediction with another bold prediction. <laughs> hey, that's, that's okay. It's a uh, bold and festy. Yeah. Like that. That's, that's what saints fans do, mate. We, uh, we're always living in the, uh, well, in the possibility realm. So, you know, your, your, your saints have won one premiership, you know, I've been, I, I, I have stopped following base. Yeah. I, I was not, I was not, was not a dig. That was just simply a statement of fact. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I've, I grew up and most of my life, I've been a huge baseball fan here in the United States. And I was a fan of the, but I I'm so frustrated with what the league is doing to the game. I think they're destroying it. So I've not watched a game in almost three years now. Whoa. Uh, it's foot. I, I watch nothing but footy in the summertime and then hmm. I don't, it's great. But um, you know, the, the, the Cleveland baseball team, they're not the Cleveland guardians, but they were the Cleveland Indians. The last time they won the world series, the championship, my mom who just turned 80 this past year was six. Wow. Uh-huh. And the previous time they won it was in 1920. <laughs> so they've been, they've won two world series in close to 125 years. Okay. So I, yeah. I, I, as a, as a Indians on the periphery supporter, I can certainly empathize with the, uh, the slightly empty trophy cabinet that mm. St. Kilda has. I can, I can, yes. It, that's not have like they been close to winning a world series? Oh and yeah. They, got they, there. they have, that's happened uh, several times over the last like 20 years. They've been, they've yeah. been very good, but they've, they've not, something has happened. that's precluded them from winning. They lost in the other last inning of game seven of the world series. And it, yeah, it's gotten mm. close. Yeah. Yeah, okay. gotten close. Yes, so in fact, the whole city of Cleveland hasn't had a whole lot of success. I mean, I'll I'll be sixty later this year, and the Cleveland Browns, the NFL team, won the championship when I was a year old, and the Cavaliers basketball team won mm. in twenty sixteen. That's it. I in thought, my, yeah, in isn't my the basketball years. team? Isn't the basketball team good? They're playing they better. They're playing pretty good this year. They're playing. Yeah, they're okay. playing much better this year. I think they're one of the up and coming teams. Again, I don't watch basketball either. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I follow the standings and such, and I kind of know who some of the players are. But I, it's I'm, I'll watch the Cleveland Browns play in the NFL, and maybe a college one or two college football games, every once in a while. But it's pretty yeah. much just footy for me now. So, yeah, great. Yeah, yep, it is. So, uh, are you ready for a couple of trivia questions about the Saints before we wrap up? 
Oh, trivia questions. I'm not, I'm going to preface this and say I'm shocking with history. So, uh, well, yeah, most of, a lot of these are, a lot of these are last year. So, oh, uh, yeah, fair so, enough. Yeah. So, okay, let's go. Yeah. All right. So, um, which six Saints averaged over 20 disposals per game in 22, and they all played at least 18 games? Uh, yep. Okay. So, Jack Sinclair would be one. Uh huh. Brad Crouch should be another. Yep. Uh, I'd like to think, um, oh, Sebros. Yep. No, Sebros is one. Yes. Okay. Um, I know Jade Gresham didn't play a lot of games, but when he did, but oh he no, did. 18 games. You're correct. He did. But, yep. But he did. He did. He's um, on the list. You got two more. Yeah. Two more. So who else is in the midfield there? Hmm. I'm probably missing someone here. DMAC, no. probably not. Well, you're missing two, but <laughs> Dan McKenzie so wouldn't be one. No. You're going to kind of. Would... Is Ron Marshall one of them? Mm-mm. But you're going to no. kick yourself when you, uh, when you, uh, when I tell you if you don't get him. Brad Hill? Yep. Okay, so Healy. five? Yep. Six. Mm-hmm. It can't be in the midfield because I've named all the midfielders that would probably have done it. Not Cal Wilkie. Jack Steele. No. Oh, didn't I say Steele? You said Sinclair. I thought I said Sinclair Steele. Oh, maybe you did start, say Steele. I'm sorry. I, I might have know. missed Steele. I might have missed hearing that. I might have misheard that. Yeah. If I did, if I didn't say it, then I'm just You're, silly because I, I, I didn't say it because I thought I'd already said it. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. Anyway, that's because I went. Oh, was it Steele, Sinclair, Grash? Okay. I'm. Yeah. I don't know. That's my. We're we're gonna we're <laughs> gonna we'll hit the, we'll hit the replay button on that one and I'll. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I you probably did and I screwed up there. So of course Max King led the club with 54 goals last year. Who were second and third on the list with 34 and 30? 34 and 30. Um, I think I'd find it hard to not think that Tim Membry would be one of them. Mm-hmm. Did he kick th- 34? Uh-huh. And then 30, Jack Higgins? Yep. Yep. You're right. All right. So of Ross Lyon, this is what this one's a little bit more historical here. Of Ross Lyon, Grant Thomas, and is it Stan Alvis? Stan Alves. Stan Alves. Which yep. of those senior coaches won the most games during their time leading the Saints? Um, well, Ross Lyon's got a pretty good record. Although he was only around from 06, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, six years. Is it Ross Lyon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had 71, yep. Thomas 61, and Alves 53. Yep. Yep. All right. Now, are you familiar with Fraser Gehrig? Yes. The name. Okay. The G train. Yes. How many times in a row did he lead the Saints in goals kicked in a season? Um, I think he was 03, 04. When he won the Coleman, definitely 05. Mm-hmm. He had 90 that year. Um. Maybe 06, although Milne kind of started to kick a few goals then as well. I'm going to go with 
I don't know, four seasons in a row. He had five, 03 to 07. Yep. So it was 07, yeah. Because yeah. I know that yep. there were years where Milne got very close to him mm-hmm. and Rui as well. So I wasn't sure if someone pinched one, but yeah. Love the G train. <laughs> All right. Between between, okay, between 65 and 2022, which five players have played over 300 games for the Saints? Uh, okay. So you've got... You've mentioned two of them tonight or today. Yeah. So Robert Harvey. Mm-hmm. Um, Lenny, Lenny's played 300, has he? Lenny, nope. Uh-uh. No, Lenny hasn't played. Rui definitely has, mm-hmm. I think. Um, yep. so since 1965, mm-hmm. from 65 uh, to 22, yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't go back further than that because the, the, the uh, the AFL st- main stats oh, page didn't go yeah, back yeah. that far. Yes, I, I'm sure I could have found those numbers elsewhere. I just, I didn't dig that far back. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if Stuart Lowe. Yep, he did. There's one he definitely has. Nathan Burke. Mm-hmm. Nathan Burke's the fourth one. And the fifth one had 300 on the nose. Really? Mm-hmm. He had 300 on the nose. And I will let you know, first name and last name begin with the same letter. Ah, okay. It's not Barry Brain. Yes, it is. It is Barry Brain. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> I'm really like, I'm the sort of guy that like, I should... I probably do know the answer, but I'm just never confident. I thought you, I thought you said you weren't any good at this. You've been yeah. cru- you've been crushing this, okay? The, the <laughs> if last... Jack steals the only thing I get wrong, I'm gonna. Be well, and I think I think you did say it, so <laughs> we're not even gonna count that one wrong, you know. But uh, um, the last three all deal with uh, 2022, so we're not gonna. Okay. Okay. So, uh, which saint led the club with an average of 9.4 one percenters in 2022? 9.41 percenters. Oh, so I mean, basically, you could argue this might be your, might be St. Kilda's Brody Majacek. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, there could be a number of players. To me, it's it's either like someone like Cal Wilkie or Dan McKenzie or Sinks, because I know Sinks just does everything. Mm-hmm. One percenters. And it's not one of those three, by the way. Yeah, that's brilliant. I've just narrowed that down. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it's a Brad Crouch. Dougal Howard. Damn. Dukes. Yeah. Of course it is. Yeah, full backs. I mean, he does. <laughs> his one percenters are just nine spoils per game, I suppose. That there counts. you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I love that stat. I mean, as I, I talked to somebody about that the other night because I I offered uh, I asked that same type question for their club and the person that they had like eleven and a half for their average, and I said wow. it, you know it's it's almost like the, you know the uh, you could almost call it like the the do the right thing stat. You know, yeah, it's, true. You know, it's, yeah. Almost, it's kind of that you know that sort of thing. Now, yeah. this player led the club with an average of five hundred and six meters gained per game in the twenty two games he played last year. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be Sinks, doesn't it? Yep, Sinclair. Yep, yeah. it is. And we'll end with a negative one here, kind of a negative mm-hmm. one, if you will. This player had the lowest disposal efficiency for the club with 60.2%. Mm, this is a good one. Lowest disposal efficiency. Did he play like more than 15 he games? Played, he played 18 games, yep. 18 games, he played 18 okay. Games. 
And he has been mentioned already in one of the other mm. questions. Yeah. Oh, this is tricky. Not Brad Crouch. Mm -mm. Damn. I'm going to just randomly say Dougal Howard. Nope. No. Jack Higgins. Jack, Jack Higgins. Higgins. Yep. Yeah, Dougs was a main culprit of uh, turnovers out of the back half. I thought oh, that was definitely <laughs> a few bad kicks there. But yeah, Higo. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So, hey, where can people find Saints TV? And what about your social media if they want to track you down there? Yep. So, uh, Instagram, we're at Saints TV Pod. YouTube at Saints TV Pod. Facebook, just Saints TV. Okay. Um, and then Saints TV Podcast is on all sort of streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, okay. whatever you use, iHeartRadio. Um, and then we're at www.saintstv.com.au as well. And when you when they email you, they should only email you once, right? Uh, they <laughs> email me once. You can email me as many times as you want. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, hey, Jake. I appreciate you taking time out of your morning. I know I got you up early for this. It's, uh, you know, it, it's actually early in the afternoon for me. So, I mean, it's only not even five o'clock yet for me. So I'm going to oh, be able to beautiful. start working on some editing here and uh, get some papers graded. But uh, Jake, I want to thank you so much for coming on today, man. I appreciate it. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. I, I wish the Saints a whole lot of luck this year. And I have to actually see when do they play the Cats this year? Because I always tell people I, I wish them luck except for <laughs> round 23 this year. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Wish you luck every every round except for that point there. So, no, thank you very much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. You bet. I appreciate it, man. I love your passion for for your club. I, I, I it's one of the things I absolutely love about this game is that 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 people who love the game are so engrossed by their club, and it, and it's something about which it it has gotten into their pores. It's part of their life, mm. and it's and it's just something that I. I I, I absolutely love that about the game and the relationship between the clubs and, and, and the supporters is just, is something I wish we had here in the U S because if we did, I might not be talking to you because I'd be, I'd be more thrilled about what I see going on here, but I'm, I'm yeah. very, <laughs> and I'm very envious of, of supporters who are able to get out and watch their club train and that sort of thing. That's absolutely awesome. Move over here, mate. That's what you got to do. Well, I, my wife and kids would not be real happy about that. And I, <laughs> I've, I've got about six years till I retire from my job as well. So, all right. Well, Hey, cheers, man. Thanks, Matt. You bet. All right, Jakes. Thanks so very much, man, for taking time to sit down and chat with me, man. I know this was, uh, we put a little bit of phone uh, or email tag, I should say. I emailed you a couple of times, forgetting that I'd emailed you the first time. Um, but this is a lot of fun. Appreciate your insight. And ladies and gentlemen, remember that you can find everything related to my podcast over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. You can get on the mailing list there. So when a new episode comes out, it'll be in your inbox. I don't bombard you with all sorts of other emails other than releasing new episodes, that sort of thing. You're not going to be getting 20, 30, 50 episodes or emails a week asking this, that, or the other. It's not happening. When new episodes come out, they'll be in your inbox. You can also find me on all of my socials, yank underscore on on Twitter, a yank on the 40 podcast on Facebook, a yank on the 40 on Instagram. Um, you can search out my name, Craig Wessels, on Facebook or LinkedIn. I'm on both of those. You can find me on Big Footy as well. I think I'm actually called Ohio Cats fan on 
Bigfooty. I've not figured out how to change my name on that one yet because I'd really like to go ahead and uh, change it to just a yank on the footy, but I haven't done that as of yet. So when new episodes come out, if you're on the email list, you'll get them right away. Also, if you do uh, really enjoy the show, big help would be leaving a five-star review over at your uh, podcast host. You can do it at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. If you go there, there's a leave a review button up at the top, and it'll take you either to Apple Podcasts to leave one, or you can leave one right on the website. And it helps to get uh, a little bit more recognition out there for uh, the podcast, gives it a little bit, little bit more legitimacy, because again... I'm going into a pretty strong headwind here being somebody who's 15,000 kilometers away from Melbourne talking about this great game. Now, ladies and gentlemen, look out for one another. Check on your friends. Go out and have a coffee. Go out and have a beer if that's the kind of thing that you do. Go out and have a kick. It's getting to be that time of year, and I can't wait. But check up on them. Let them know you love them. Let them know you care. Because they need to hear it, and you need to also let them know. I appreciate the kind words that I've received from all of you. For those of you who are listening for a long time, if you're new to the podcast, I invite you to go back and check out uh, previous episodes. I've done dozens and dozens of interviews with big names throughout the game, uh, people that I, quite frankly, never thought I would get an opportunity to talk with, and I'm looking at building more and more of those as we go forward. And ladies and gentlemen, as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 228 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. A Yank on the Footy podcast on Facebook, Yank on the Footy on Instagram. I'm also on LinkedIn and on Facebook if you want to find me that way. I do hope you'll consider sharing the episode with your friends and family. And until next time, goodbye. And again, Jake, thanks so very much, man. Truly, truly appreciate it.